Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Bad Author Book Club Holiday Spectacular. You know, it's it's wintry outside. There's snow. There's <laughs> angels falling from heaven and landing. Spread eagle in the snow. <laughs> That's the scene. <laughs> oh God, not spread eagle. <laughs> Is not every angel spread eagle when they make a snow angel? I mean, I've never heard it described as spread eagle. <laughs> well, me neither, but. Christmas is a time of invention and a time for tinkerers, and that means us, people who tinker with words. Oh, God. Okay. All right. So, hello, everybody, and it is so good to have you here. This is the Bad Author Book Club with Clarabelle and Ryan, and we are stashed away in the pine cabins, the attic. The cedar attic. It's actually cedar, not even pine. Oh, it smells good. Yeah, it smells delicious. And uh, broadcasting a special holiday episode. Yay! This is this is our first holiday episode, right? We didn't do a holiday episode. No, we didn't. Last I think it would have been too jarring last year as we were getting into like model land. We didn't have anything. We were completely non-denominational. We didn't even acknowledge the holidays. Probably. No, we didn't. We we were the enemy of. Of Xmas, it was the war on the whatever war, the war on Christmas led All by Celebrity Book Club. <laughs> now bad author book club, but now here we are. And uh, Clarabelle, where where are we? Um, so we're in a closet, yeah, and we're draped in faux fur because we would never wear real fur and velvets crushed and vel yes crushed humanely velvets. crushed humanely yes, <laughs> and they're blue and red. Yeah, they're definitely festive. It's absolutely festive. <laughs> Oh, and what year it's been. So, hi everyone. We wanted to do a fun little holiday episode. We've got a great departure from Model Land for you yes. uh, today, which we'll we'll get to in a second. But before all of that, I thought it'd be nice to just, you know, reflect on the on the year that we've had together because it's the first year of like the first full year really of Bad Author Book Club and our yeah. community and, and recording this very silly podcast. So Yeah. What are like some good insights from from this past year? What do you what are we reflecting on today? I mean, I'm really grateful that we are still doing this. Mm-hmm. Like we took a long break as, you know, early listeners will know. It was a couple of months. We were both very frazzled. The <laughs> pandemic got to us yes. like bad. Like we were both down bad. We were both struggling with deadlines and like mental health stuff. And we were like, we need to take a break from this. Yeah. But this is really a joy to work on. S- like super, yeah. there's there's so many times and we we've we were talking about this before the recording. There's so many times um as authors where we sort of like commit to things that we don't 
necessarily love doing, mm -hmm. like feel like we have to do, right. or or we have we literally have to do, yeah, or like in our contract. <laughs> Right. Um, our contract is like, do this or die, bitch. Um, and this has just been such a joy. And like our small, like, but mighty community who is like so excited every week for us to drop episodes. And yeah. I'm, I'm really excited about like the direction of the podcast and like how much it will grow. Cause I mm -hmm. feel like, like we have, we don't have that many episodes out. Like I was looking mm -hmm. at like, how many episodes we've done and because we took such a long break like we really are a baby podcast mm -hmm. and i'm excited to grow to like post every week to find more listeners and it's been despite everything that's happened mm -hmm. and like the state of the world and like the general shittiness of things it's been a really good year for me i cannot you, complain honey, yes it has you've been doing <laughs> so good this year it's been such a joy to watch you like knock it out of the park and there's things that we can't even talk about that like yeah. are upcoming that like kind of affirm the fact that you killed it this year yeah, it's been really great. I'm really grateful. Um, you know, I, I I won my first like big award. It's a Barnes and Noble pick, New York Times bestseller. Um, all of these different things happened this year, and it's mm -hmm. very strange to have mm -hmm. a year or have anything good happen to you when there's like also like collective suffering happening. It's hard right. to find that balance of like when when can I celebrate? When can I feel happy? Yeah. And like. How, like not letting like the bad stuff like infiltrate your brain and like keep you from enjoying the the good um so that's been a challenge mm -hmm. but um i'm glad it's a good problem to have it's better than just like searching for something to right. be happy about right <laughs> right I, I don't feel like i can be truly joyful doing this stuff. <laughs> No, that's not, that's like not an unreal thing though. And I feel like that's often, especially because people who are like tapped in to the, the world in a community, you know, where our ears are always to the ground listening for right. whatever sort of like chaos is, is rumbling. And it can make it really hard to kind of like stand up and shout about something that like you're really happy about yeah. or you're really proud of. It especially makes it kind of a, a weird position to be, you know, us when like so much is going wrong in the world and we're like... We want to talk about really silly fiction that people right. talk about because it's like, it sort of reminds me of like, you, you've seen the Bo Burnham special? Of course. Yeah. Multiple I really times. loved it. I think he made... Like a good mentally ill girl. <laughs> yeah, like, like all good <laughs> mentally ill girls. I That was definitely on my Spotify route. It was Bo Burnham. And I was like, you of all people. Um, but the, the line that sticks out that I kind of come back to from that is, um, how could you be joking at like a time like this? Because there is this um, really pervasive attitude just across Twitter, just really the internet in general, where even if you're doing something that's kind of like fun and purely joyful and flippant, it might strike someone at a point in their life or their reality where they're like really stressed out or approaching it from like a totally yeah. different angle. And their reaction is often overblown in the sense of like, oh, how, how dare you joke around at a time like this? Even if the joke that you're making has really nothing to do with kind of their anxiety about something. And it's really easy to kind of like cross that line but I, it's been really nice though because for this podcast i sort of expected us to get like pushback from here and there but for the most part people understand that like this is fun it's joyful yeah like ultimately yeah. like like no one really suffers from this except us because we're reading <laughs> these, right these books. But yeah also, even the books that like we're we're reading and like you know we're supporting these people we're talking about their works and we're having like a really lovely time and we say this 
like all the time, but like when we say bad author book club, we're talking about ourselves. We're the bad <laughs> yes. authors. Right? We're not saying that like Tara is bad or like kissing the coronavirus. Like that author is bad. Like no, no, I am I am overjoyed that these people wrote such absolutely banana land stuff for us to talk about because ultimately I want to live in like a book community that like can approach talking about absurd things with humor right. and like with irreverency and like flippancy without it being like actually we can never talk about anything with any sort of humor because it may or may not be like a little bit like off color that to me sounds like kind of right. a sad existence so I'm glad that we yeah. have a space for this me too and and I also really this podcast and model land and the coronavirus books as well has have been mostly model land have really made me examine like what does it even mean for something to be bad right, right? because right. like oh my God, yeah because we're having the fucking time yes. of our lives entertained from like wall to wall entertainment it's yes and Tyra did say that her whole goal yeah. in writing model land was to entertain people yeah and she's doing it. She is a mastermind of spectacle. And part of me knows that Tyra at some level understood that this would be talked about just for the, the merit of it being written by Tyra Banks. So she was going to give people something to talk about. Yes. And my God, I mean, like to write something that could have an entire podcast dissecting it. Like, you know, many of us couldn't do that. If, if like we couldn't hold attention for that long if we wanted to. And Tyra no. does it with such ease. So yeah, I mean, I know we give Tyra a ton of shit, but ultimately, I'm like so grateful that she made this banana land decision and put it out there. And you know, I don't think she's necessarily being vulnerable in doing so. I mean, maybe she, I guess all creators are when they create and when yeah, they put their sure. stuff out there. Um, not really vulnerable in the same way that like you and I are. Where if like we have like a bad book, suddenly we're like washed away from reality it's a little yeah. bit different in terms of risk <laughs> Tyra will be fine uh but ultimately like what a blessing to have stuff like this to talk about yeah. and also to have a community that like understands that like this is fun from a from a purely craft perspective oh God, yeah. talking about totally. like how to do how to not do something or how we could have fixed like a certain scene or done something better or like what we were expecting versus what we were given is such a useful tool it's such a cool fun different way of learning how to write and i and mm -hmm. i'm all for that because like sometimes instructional writing can be really boring oh, and totally. what better way to like sort of learn how to hone your craft than by having a good time and like reading something that's ridiculous and over the top and like i really feel like it has made me examine my own writing sometimes and even like um Last week's episode, I mentioned how oh one God, of the yeah. scenes reminded me of, like, my early writing, yeah. right? And I definitely recognized myself in it. And I think that that's healthy. I think it's healthy for us to always be learning yeah. as authors. Oh, and absolutely. I think this is another way for us to learn, even if it is in a very unusual way. <laughs> so I was asking you, was like, did anything, like, about this year, like, surprise you? And for me, it's, like, that people have mentioned really prominently that the thing that like they learn a ton listening to us and I'm so glad because of course we want there to be some sort of instruction built into this because you know why not you know let, let's talk about these things and actually like try to examine them and teach ourselves some things too but that did surprise me that among yeah. all the things that people were like oh I've learned a lot yeah for sure I I completely agree too I think it's been it's been cool and unexpected and it's also I never expected to have like an appreciation for the book the way that I do now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> either. 
like I fully expected to go into this being, like, you know, we get frustrated every single week because like, <laughs> yeah. there's so much that's like not done and the like we we just get like upset with. But it it's it's all in fun. It's yeah. like when you when there's a movie that you sort of like hate watch, but like you have so much fun hate watching it. I wouldn't say this is a hate read because I don't hate it. <laughs> I don't feel that like. Oh, I have to read Model Lands. Like, yeah. I can't wait to rant about it. It's more like, I'm rooting for you. I'm, how dare you? I'm just waiting for Tyra to give us, like, a, um, anything. Like, at Rubs. this point, yes. any crumb she gives us, yeah. I'm going to be like, baby, she, she did it, honey. Yeah. So proud of you. I realize the more I hang out with you, also, the more, like, deranged I am in terms of, like, who I support and why. Like, I'm, this is off topic, but I'm watching this, like, really, like, older, um, novella, and, like, I'm, like, it, there's this one character who's being completely, like, just fucking crazy, and I'm, like, I support you. Yeah. If you kill every single person on this novella, like, I will understand it, and I'm going to root for you no matter what. (laughs) I'm with you. I have such a tender spot in my heart for just, like, absurd, like, (laughs) sort of like chaotic representation and this book and Tyra and the other things that we're planning to read sort of like fit into just kind of absurd artifacts, like very absurd artifacts that like for me just bring me so much joy because there's like uh there's sort of this like the point of them is their pointlessness right like yes they're Mm -hmm. they 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 exist because someone made them and thank god they did because they can you can just sit down and be in a world with just that thing and it's like purely entertainment it doesn't connect to anything else and right i love it like i really can't like both from a craft perspective and just from my own like emotional welfare i can't imagine model land ending I, like, don't know, like, possibly what could happen, but I just, like, in my mind, there's such an eternity to it, because it just doesn't go anywhere, that I'm like, this is going to go on forever. And thank God it will, because, like, it's now my, like, emotional support, like, story. Well, what I worry about sometimes, and I don't know if you've ever thought of this, but this was supposed to be a series. What if it ends on a cliffhanger? Oh, my. What are we going to do? <laughs> I, I don't know. We're going to have to personally call Miss <laughs> Banks. Really? You know what? I also, I often imagine us like meeting Tyra somehow and that she'll have no idea who we are but we have such a developed relationship with her through like oh the parasocial vibes are off the the fucking chain they're bad right now (laughs) they're Um, really bad I think that we should commit to something yeah if Model Land ends in a cliffhanger and even if it doesn't and we feel like we could do something to like help Mm -hmm. the ending Mm -hmm. we should together write a final epilogue chapter of Model Land. I would love nothing more than to do some like fall into like the fan fiction Model Land territory. Yes. And I think it'd be very funny to write like a like to see like who sort of fits like we can even put it up for the readers, right? Like Yeah. We, we will. won't say who did what. We'll just say like here's ours, like who can you guess who wrote what? Like you know, it'll be it'll be it'll be for us, but I would absolutely love to, to do that. I just I can't imagine being without it and Anyways, this all of this to say that y'all were having a blast, like getting back into the swing of things. We're so glad that you're here, and uh, we we have something completely different. Oh for, gosh, like so so out we're of sorry. pocket in terms of like <laughs> if you're hoping for like a nice like fun festive quaint episode, like that's not this. <laughs> so, 
if you thought you were going to get something cute, think again. Yeah, think again. Wrong, no. wrong podcast. <laughs> Not on that other book club. <laughs> um, so before we go into this, a quick word of warning. If you are a teacher that puts us on in your classroom, if you're a, a parent that's got a, a kid nearby, um, this is an episode that you're going to want to be careful playing out loud. There's going to be a lot of strong language, and the book that we're tackling is definitely in the R-rated territory yeah so please use your discretion to advise yourself as to whether or not you should be listening to this out loud or on public transportation or like at the gym we don't want anybody to drop any weights on their faces <laughs> no not today and we're also really excited for what the next you know few months or years or whatever are going to bring for the podcast yes. and for finishing model land and going on to our next read which you don't know what it is yet but we do and um and yeah thank you for listening to us and for sticking by us and we're really excited to you know keep going with this yeah bananas podcast <laughs> yes. oh my god we love you hot queen all right let's dive in today's episode is covid claws is coming to town by mj edwards <laughs> are back with the with two e's mj edwards icon uh made famous for writing kissing the coronavirus a favorite of ours from i think we read that in november and we sort of swore that we were not gonna do that again because it was uh. such a departure but you know what we, we we're back we're we're yeah we're, we're we, in it we needed something quick for our holiday special and this was just too good to not read and discuss and you know what <laughs> the mj edwards responded on twitter to our she like did. fanfare around it and mj i've got a bone to pick with you Uh-oh. you know what uh we made a whole episode about your book we loved it we had a blast and uh, you went ahead and you were like, oh, I hope you liked my little book. Cut that shit out, MJ. Nothing little about it. <laughs> little, little where? What? <laughs> this is a worldwide <laughs> sensation. And, and, uh, and Clarivelle and I often talk about my little book energy because it's sort of a, it's a type of uh, vocabulary writers use to downplay the significance that is, is writing a book. And, you know, we know it's all in good fun, but... Despite the book actually literally being little, because it's very short, the impact is huge. <laughs> so we're 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 you know shout out to you. Thanks for thanks for that. But um, yes, I'm, I can't wait to dig into Doctor Doctor oh. Holly Mistletoe's story. Oh God, Doctor Holly Mistletoe, Jesus. Um, so we start on where we're we start off on uh, Christmas Eve. The book begins on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Um. And Dr. Uh, Holly Mistletoe is a zoologist. Um, and she's just now putting up her decorations because of her very busy schedule yeah. at the zoo as a zoologist, mm -hmm. which it like mentions over and over again. The zoology thing. When I tell you, Go ahead. I cackled at a line on the first page. Um, <laughs> I'm going to read it. Um, so it said, She'd spent the day doing important zoology tasks, like stroking the zebras, laughing at the penguins, parentheses, they look so fucking stupid, lol. Oh my god. Oh my god. Like, 
truly, like, immediately the, the brakes are off. Like, the emergency brake is gone and flown out of the car. Like, there's actually... No. there's Babe, it, it, they've been off since Dr. Holly Mistletoe. That name? <laughs> yes. Please. Also, I just... We sort of glossed over this. The first slide is Dr. Holly Mistletoe wanted one thing, and one thing alone this Christmas. <laughs> a bloody good orgasm. <laughs> Sorry, we actually didn't start there. But, you know, hey, look, writers... When you start uh, a book, you know, or when you're pitching a book, sort of the main thing that you need to give to somebody is like, you know, who's the main character, what do they want, and what's in the way. And we've like, right. we got all that within like 15 words. We know we, Dr. Holly yeah. Mistletoe, she wants a bloody good orgasm. And presumably, yeah. she's going to have some trouble getting it because the book's about coronavirus and there's a quarantine. So <sighs> we, I mean, we've got stakes immediately. <laughs> immediately. Immediately. Tyra. Call MJ. Oh my god. <laughs> Please don't. Actually, I really would never love to see the collab of this. Can you imagine the two of them together? <laughs> Coronavirus at Model End. <laughs> <laughs> so she's, yeah, so she's she's talking basically about, to, to herself about how um, she hasn't had time to really even decorate. Now she's doing so on Christmas Eve. She's alone. The zoology angle, I think, is ingenious. You know, we how often do we... Do we see a zoologist as the main character of, uh, especially a Christmas special? Not often enough, but... Yeah. I mean, I think it was also sort of pointless in the same way, like, the scientist... The, the scientist in the kissing coronavirus was... It made a lot more sense. She was, um, she was trying to solve coronavirus, right? Right, yeah. right. But I loved how they were like... She was doing sciencey things and like beepy boopy noises yeah. and like I I thought that was so funny. I feel like the zoologist is um, aspect of it is like it makes less sense in terms of the plot itself, but that doesn't make it any less delightful. Um, True. True. There is a mention of bestiality, I mean, and I'm like, no, girl, please love yourself. We're not gonna do that. Um, but I really enjoyed all of the asides and over explanations in parentheses, like she'll tell a joke or like say something and then like explain it in parentheses. And there's like a few examples of that, but I, it's just so good. At the moment, Dr. Mistletoe would have killed for a bit of penis. And by a bit of penis, she would have actually preferred a lot. (laughs) Or quantity. She wasn't fussy. And I love that. I love a down to earth zoologist who wants either a little bit or a lot or size or quantity of penis. Oh my goodness. Um, she then goes uh, on to sort of explain the various trysts she's had, mm-hmm. um, including with the mailman, her old headmaster from school, Wait, which is creepy. With the mailman, I just want to point out that the reason that they had sex is because he put his penis through her mailbox instead of her mail. That's actually all the explanation we get. Yeah, that's, that's it. All. And she was like, oh, good. Yeah. It's a penis. Oh my God, wait. And there was one moment in this when... Um, there's a line that I was like, did Zarpeso write this? Because it's... Oh, my God. Shut Wait, up. Do you yes, have that? Okay, ahead. yeah. You, you <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, no. Say it. Okay, go ahead. She was like, during the summer, she jerked off her sister's ex-husband's accountant and yelled, <laughs> oh, superb, as he ejaculated on her hand. No orgasm for her. Oh, my God. I literally wrote, okay, Zarpeso. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> I mean, what the- what is this? What is this like? Th- the true epidemic is like this joke, which I've seen in other things. It's in Model Land constantly. Like here it is in an MJ Edwards Christmas classic. It's in like. Are we missing something? Is this like is this something, that, like, something that's famous and something else, and we just don't get right, it? Like, maybe we're just not getting a reference. If someone knows what this is like a reference to, the only thing I can think of is I know like 
in Spaceballs, like that Mel Brooks movie, there's like a, uh, a a moment that's like this where like this doesn't even matter. But basically, someone's posing as like the Darth Vader character is like Luke. I am your father's wife's mistress's account. Like she, he like goes on like a lot. It's like making fun of the I am your father line. So that's what I thought this was maybe a reference to, but I don't think that's right. I don't think that that's well known enough to make sense of this popping up in now too. What is this? What is going on? I don't know. Maybe it was like a, a kind of joke. We don't know how old MJ is, but maybe she is around the same age as Tyra. And mm. it was like a kind of joke when they were younger yeah, and they don't realize that they're doing it. I don't know. Well, um, it was just, it was a, it was a delight to see this echo between, cause we've all, I mean, we've <laughs> talked before how Tyra like inadvertently kind of does what MJ's doing advertently in a lot yes. of this too. So. Cause at, let's get this straight. And everything MJ's doing, yeah. she's doing on purpose. Like this woman is funniest fuck absolutely making an effort to like troll it's a trolling book yes right and um and it does it very well and it does it so well because at first you're like not quite sure this one it's definitely more on the nose like we've come a long way since kissing the coronavirus um but even kissing the coronavirus was pretty pretty you know in your face about it a hundred percent so oh don't forget chippy stew (laughs) the uh, last man she mentioned uh doing stuff with yeah uh, and who works at the local fish and chip shop. So don't forget Chippy Stew. I'm oh so God. thank you for reminding him Chippy Stew. I will never forget him. Oh God. Uh, she sighed a big, long sigh. Um, a fed up sigh. Like when you drop a glove in a puddle. <laughs> I can't. And that me- metaphorical glove was the only thing that was getting wet this Christmas. Hey. So she's watching the yeah. news as she decorates mm-hmm. um, on channel 45632072 news. And there was one line that made me laugh on this page as well. She had to turn the TV off because there were too many good looking people who were having orgasms. Yeah, of um, course. Making her jealous. And she goes, orgasms here, orgasms there, orgasms <laughs> every which where. And every which where is one word. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> As if it's like a location. And she goes, except in Dr. Mistletoe's vagina, of course. Oh, God. She's down bad. I like that she has no real goal, right? Like, I mean, I know I said she had a goal before, but I love that, like, you know, we had, um, what was her name? Her, um, Alexa Ashingtonford, like Dr. Alexa Ashington. Okay, like, she wanted to, like, make a vaccine. Name. But really, Dr. Mistletoe, she's just after getting her rocks An off. Orgasm. And like, she just wants to come. Like, that's, that's the only it. thing she cares about right mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm. Um... And she, she does compare, now here, here comes a metaphor. She compares coronavirus to a sort of evil Santa Claus. Foreshadowing. Mm. <laughs> coronavirus is sweeping across the world, much like Santa Claus does, visiting people when they thought they were safe, giving them gifts. So I feel like, a li- like here we go, like we're setting the groundworks for like something that's going to happen soon, I imagine. And I, yes. can, I can see the metaphor. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. I see the metaphor getting set up beautifully. So yeah, definitely a bit of foreshadowing there. She gets her tree topper, which is Santa. I've never seen a Santa tree topper before, yeah, by the we way. Do like, sometimes we have like an angel. Sometimes we have a star. Depends on, you know, yeah. the mood, I think, of the crowd decorating that year. But she has like a little porcelain Santa. Yeah, I'm sure they exist. I've just never personally seen them before. <laughs> um, so she sees the porcelain Santa and she gets totally horny and she starts she puts him in her shirt um and starts using 
the tree topper as like a sex toy, yeah. basically. Yeah, because of his like bulbous nose and pointy hat. <laughs> And she's like, she's like, he, she's like, she's so turned on. She's like, it felt so naughty to like, look at Santa, like dead, like little porcelain, dead, dead eye Santa, dead in the eye. And immediately, this is like a theme, right? I mean, Alexa Ashenford with the test tubes. Now we've got a little porcelain Santa. She brings him down and, um, he made, <laughs> Santa made his way down South and not exactly to the South Pole. <laughs> Good oh my one, God. MJ. <laughs> it felt nice. Yeah. Rather nice. A grin formed on her mouth. This was, this was a little, this guy, it got a little bit visual so i can't i will blush if i yeah we don't have to give them that many definitely santa definitely um enters her body (laughs) yeah he does a few times he sure does and you know things are going well yeah things are going well (laughs) (laughs) until suddenly yeah when she thinks she's about to have an orgasm, yeah. she sneezes. Yeah, she sneezes. And <laughs> and then remarks, oh, how cruel can life be? And then she throws Santa across the room and he shatters. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I hate that she called that. She didn't just throw him across the room. She hurled soggy the soggy porcelain, porcelain Santa, Santa Claus across, across the room. And it shattered into a million pieces. It's disgusting. Disgusting. Oh, my God. And she's, like, she's furious. She's now, like, and now she's, like, furious and depressed. And so she's, like, Christmas is supposed to be a time of miracles. Yet here I am with um, my last attempt at a jizz fest foiled. <laughs> and not even, not even Santa. Came. There's a lot of, like, she then is, like, oh, there's no climax. Just, like, Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Rings. <laughs> that was so fucking funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> That line, but alas, she would be left without climax, much like the ending of The Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. This book is significantly funnier <laughs> than the first coronavirus book. I feel Miss MJ has really found yeah, her voice. Yeah, she stepped her pussy up. Because that drag of, like, she continues to drag Peter Jackson. Yeah, there's a few drags of Peter Jackson. <laughs> and it's so funny. I just unexpected i did not think that there was going to be a mention of lord of the rings in covid clause is coming to town no i just and then like a paragraph later she's drunkenly on youtube looking at minecraft videos as she like cries herself to sleep like the pivots of this are great so she does that for a few hours um and then she sings songs about how sad she is um until midnight (laughs) (laughs) when the grandmother clock drives 12 times um and that was the only company she had was a grandfather clock. And she goes, curse you, Santa Claus, to, like, the the computer as she's watching Minecraft videos. Um, Ask for one thing, and you cannot deliver it. I hate you, Santa Claus, I hate you. And she still puts out a plate of milk, though, just so you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, and a carrot for Rudolph, which she knew he'd like because of her background. Yeah, well. which, is, which is And you know what? Like, I can imagine, like a version of this in which someone's like, thank God she mentioned the zoology thing because it made sense of the whole carrot thing. You know, she would definitely know that because she's a zoologist. I and I, you I know, can. we on the Bad Athrick Book Club, we would have clocked that, but she added the right detail. Tyra, she added the right detail previously Not in Tyra. the text. Oh, oh, you're, oh, you're speaking Tyra, to Tyra. I was like, Tyra, listen up. The zoology comment connects to this. It makes sense. It makes sense of her knowledge. But she, she ends up going to bed upset and and horny and she says fuck santa fuck him good dot 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 foreshadowing so then um she wakes up in the middle of the night she hears something on her roof um there is 
so much funny description about her boobs. Oh my god, this was like this was incredible. Do you know how those like those those straight men write women vibes? Like people put like her boobs side, like (laughs) or whatever. Um, her boobs blinked at me. It's a lot of that. It's so good. There's this line when she like she wakes up with a start to like hearing such a clatter on the roof. Oh my and god. She's like, it sounded like coconuts banging together. The strange thing was, Dr. Mistletoe didn't remember putting any coconuts on the roof. And then she sits up and her boobs um, wobble. Like, when she, like, sits up yeah. in bed, her boobs wobble. Her magnificent boobies. Her magnificent boobies. <laughs> boobies a solid return. <laughs> You're right, though. I do love that there's, like, a... Like clearly the author is aware of how like you know men write women poorly like women are always like sauntering around and always looking you know beautiful in a devastating way that they're even unaware of and like that's very much like that's that's dr mistletoe in this yeah like she admires her knockers quote unquote in the mirror <laughs> um she also calls her boobs chest plumps which i really thought was so funny she, when she <laughs> she gets out of bed but before she does she gives her nippy a little toot but like why there's no reason like like presumably someone's breaking into her house and we have it is an entire page talking about like her boobs and then like just to like just to like you know tie it off with a bow she gives her nipple a little toot and gets out of bed to check on check on the possible burglary happening up the stairs yeah i love that like she might be getting killed um (laughs) But she's just like she can't stop thinking about her boobs yeah. and sexy time. I've changed my okay. morning routine since reading this. Now when I get out of bed, I too give my nippy a little a little toot. I'm happy for Thank you. you. <laughs> <laughs> she hears this clatter. She is going downstairs and she the, the sound goes from her roof to downstairs where her Christmas tree is. Mm-hmm. Someone's inside the house. It like finally occurs to her. It's like not coconuts, because why would it be? But someone's inside the home. And footsteps. She hears footsteps. I really loved that this this one section where where she's like there was another bump, then another, and another, and then another line, and it's then finally another. <laughs> like usually you reserve those like isolated lines for like something very dramatic, and it was just like another bump. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like definitely the moment when something could have jumped out at her, but it's actually just another bump. She walks down the stairs. She's tiptoeing. Her mammoth tits bouncing. Only ever so slightly. They've calmed down a little bit because they've got to be quiet too. Um, she comes yeah. around the corner and she's hearing someone going, ho, ho, oh. <laughs> ho, ho, oh. That's how I heard this. How did you hear that? That's perfect. It's this. Okay, so good. Yet. And she like, and she's thinking, she's like, Santa doesn't go ho, ho, oh. He goes, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Yeah, she's mad at the burglar for not getting the ruse right. Mm-hmm. So there's a thud and a crash yeah. and a deep animalistic groan like a rhino had just stepped on a cat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. There's a portly shadow slinking about. And um, and you guessed it. Oh, wait. <laughs> this is crazy. She couldn't believe her ears. How dare this illegal intruder eat the cookies she'd left out for Santa. What a monster. He must be stopped. And then Dr. Mistletoe pulled out her gun, which she always kept close in events such as this such as this night, from between her heaving flesh pillows. This this was great. I was like, you know what? She does seem like the kind of lady that's got a so Glock funny. tucked beneath her tit. The whole time, it was just there. Yeah. And I was surprised. Um, that really surprised me. 
It really, it surprised me too. <laughs> Free- I didn't expect that. Freeze intruder! She echoed. <laughs> Which doesn't make any sense because she didn't, you can't echo something that's not, well, whatever. She said freeze intruder uh, as she like basically tries to like shoot Santa. But it is Santa. It's, of, co- of course it's Santa Claus who has entered her home. Yeah. Yeah. And he says, ho, ho. Oh no. <laughs> Um, so it's Santa, and he's, like, coughing. Like, he's not doing well. No, not at all. He's very sick, visibly sick. Uh, and he's like, who, well, she asks, who are you? And, <laughs> wait, Santa raises his hand, he's like, I'm Santa Claus. He said, followed by a 10 or 15 minute coughing fit. <laughs> and then she goes. 10 or 15 minutes. And, like, then the next, the literal next slide is, but why are you here? <laughs> love the idea that like for 10 to 15 minutes she's standing there like with her gun pointed at him while he's coughing she just like waits for him to politely like finish coughing and then just like picks back up with like anyways so like what are you doing in my house i know and she's not like there's no internal monologue no. or anything like during the coffee she's in one it's thought just yeah so Santa's like, everyone deserves presents, even overworked zoologists. Mm-hmm. Um, is concernedness a word? Because it's in this definitely, book. Definitely flagged for me, but I just let it go. Okay. So Santa's coughing. He's making, quote, sickening sicky sounds. <laughs> and we find out that he's sick because he's been going all around the world leaving presents. And yeah. he got coronavirus yeah. from all the places that he went to, despite... Yeah. Being vaccinated. Yeah, Santa's vaccinated, okay. guys. You should also get vaccinated. Yeah, and boosted. everyone. Uh, by the way, if you're wondering, like, why there's no internal monologue in Dr. Mistletoe's mind, it's because, uh, and we actually get, you know, an explanation. She wasn't phased about meeting Santa in the slightest on account of her having met other celebrities in the past. <laughs> so, yeah. that's exactly. why. No, NBD, okay? Yeah, like, when you're, a do- when you're a doctor, you're a big deal. When you're a zoologist, you're a big deal. And when you work at a zoo and you have tits that big... Nothing phases you. Nothing could. At all. She's used to everyone complimenting yeah. her boobs yeah. at work. Yeah. Women. Women. Men. Zoo. Yes. Animals. Uh, people at the zoo. Everyone. Animals. Like, she's just, you know, she's got it like right. that. Right. And so she's not uh, about to be intimidated by this intruder. I mean, she's on her home yeah. turf. Um, right. And we actually don't know what else she's got in her tits. Because if she had that gun, she didn't tell us about the gun before she got it out. So it, it could, she could, have could so be much anything. more in there. Yeah. So Santa's been exposed to every strain of coronavirus on Earth in just a few hours. So he's magic. So he's saying (laughs) that the disease is doing things to him that no mere mortal could withstand. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then it says Santa writhed around hissing and spitting. (laughs) 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 And moaning. Uh, She's like, what can I do to help? And he's like, nothing. The magic in him's battling, but he fears that he's losing, um, which is timed perfectly with uh, Dr. Mistletoe looking at his groin, which is growing. So something, some, some sort of match. Basically, I have to imagine the epidemiology here is a little bit faulty, but we don't have Dr. Alexa Ashman for, forward here to verify the actual science. So we're going to have to go out on a few, you know, magical limbs here. But it sounds like some sort of mix of like all of the strains that have added up in Santa like are combining with the magic to produce some sort of transformative effect. I think that's kind of the, the, the magic system here. Yeah, it is very strange because, I mean, we shouldn't try to make sense of this, but we're going to Absolutely. anyway. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. And so, so does this mean that had not Santa, had he not gotten all the strains of COVID, he wouldn't have been able to do transform and do what he's about to do? So he did it on purpose or was he 
always going to be able to turn into like a hot person. So my thinking is that it's sort of like when Spider-Man's bit by like the radioactive spider, except Santa Claus is the spider, but this is not going to make sense. Basically, basically like Santa's magic, right? And so he's sort of like this like cauldron and all of these like COVID strains are in him and a normal human would probably just get very sick, but because it's Santa and Santa's like the personification of like the holiday, COVID gets like personified through him, right? Like it taps into the magic of like, if you believe in Santa, Santa's real, but if you believe in like COVID, like COVID becomes real. So I think like, I think that like this wish that she made to fuck Santa, (laughs) which she said like in a previous um, chapter, like I think that's what's like coming true. Cause Santa even says, I'm gonna die but I'm definitely going to be able to grant you your Christmas wish. Like, I think it's her wish that, like, turns him into, like, a green hunk, I think. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> I guess. I guess. So, so she's, uh, she's really excited. She can't remember her wish. She's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't remember what I asked for, like, a book on tape or what. Even though it was, like, seconds ago. Yeah. So then Santa starts getting hotter, like... He start well or hotter to her. Um, yeah. His man boobs. It says tighten and be confirmed, like those of a muscular kangaroo. Instant boner. He turns from a snow blush pink to a mushy pea shade of green. Hot. Um and uh and of course his pee pee gets ginormous. Yeah, yeah, it's huge. It's uh it would have won first prize in a marrow growing competition at a local church's family fun day. <laughs> Actually, specifically, how big it gets. Just, I want everyone right. to have a visual, and that's obviously a visual all of us can um, see in our minds, and it's an experience mm-hmm. that we all have in common. So it's a really good um, metaphor and simile for her to use here. He was no longer Santa Claus, friend to children the world over. He was a sexy hunk beast with a willy that made her toes curl at just the sight of it. So he, he finishes transforming, transforming and... Her beating heart makes her quote tits thrash all over the place. So they're like, I love this. I love this. And she goes, Santa Claus. Her voice was not, not but a squeak. And he's like, No, I am no longer Santa Claus. His voice was so deep. It's actually bigger than the blah sound in the Inception trailer. That was, I think that's the best line of the Which book. one? The Inception <laughs> one or the, the not but a squeak? The, the Inception. I do, I do love that so reference. Good. This is how I know that we're probably it's the same so age funny. as like MJ Edwards or like a, maybe like a little bit. I don't really know. But like these references, I'm like, I love all of them. Oh, she's like, who are you? And he goes, I am. He said, then paused dramatically. COVID claws. No. no. <laughs> um. So she, she calls him uh she says yes daddy covid claws which really reminded me of my dad wrote a porno yeah. that totally sounded like something belinda blank uh <laughs> belinda what's her last name i don't remember belinda whatever her last name is would have said <laughs> so i loved this line it says uh dr mistletoe uh she scre- screamed dr mistletoe yes daddy covid claws screamed dr mistletoe yeah. and she ripped away all her clothes <laughs> to reveal her naked body to him which was super hot and lovely, and she of course had the big boobs and her bum, and her legs were really nice too. <laughs> that was amazing. I also highlighted that they dove at one another, their lips locking, their tongues disappearing, and they wow, they they go at it. And of course, you know, like yeah. you can tell, like 
Dr. Mistletoe, like, she pays a lot of attention to her breasts, and so does Kovacos. He actually needs them like a baker, and her tits were freshly proven dough, which, I don't know, that does not say, <laughs> that doesn't sound great to me, but they're having a great time. They really yeah, the go bumps at on, The bumps on, uh, the bumps on the skin, it says, surely spelling out, holy shit, that feels good if they were to be read like Braille. You can't, I mean, this is steamy. <laughs> this is so hot. No, it is not. No, it is. It is not. No, it is. This is how you write a sex scene. This is... No, nobody listened to it. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I love that. I, I, uh, I, I just have to appreciate the, um, the effort at, like, disruptive imagery, right? Because, like, this could be... I mean, I don't know that anyone would be like, this is, like, their fantasy. But, like, where MJ Edwards really excels is, like, just the right beats to kind of, like, blue ball the reader to be, like... I'm going to give you something so completely ridiculous with, like, the hot, sexy words, but it's going to be so absurd as I tell you to. Like, you're not going to be able to, like, not no, laugh at it. It's happening. very funny. I mean, I guess maybe some people like it. We don't. We're not here to kink shame. No, them, no, okay? not at all. Not at all. There's a lot of, like, food talk in the next paragraph. Horse licking peanut butter off of wet jelly, a single bite of milk and cookies. There's a cucumber cock. There's a cucumber cock. Yeah, we got a little <laughs> bit of a food theme. <laughs> and then, and then, yeah. So I think she's giving him... Oh, oh, she she um she says, oh yes, with a mouthful of penis, and then this is probably my favorite thing that happens in this. Then COVID has pulled her up by her breath. <laughs> I love that. I love the it's visual so of her just like reaching he down. You're yeah, like hoist, hoist her up, boober. You gotta grab her. Yeah. Yeah. How do you? Yeah. How do you? Do you think? Yeah. Do you think it's like an underhand? Because I. He like grabs <laughs> if they're really big. Like, 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 like I've had <laughs> sort of like like a rock climbing grip, like like he firmly and like oops. <laughs> well, if he's huge, he'll be able to, right? But that's gotta hurt. Oh my god. He pl- he flips her. He not only pulls her up by her uh, boobies, yeah. but he also flips her over the sofa. Yeah. Um. So she's on her knees now. Yeah. She gets tossed around. Um. He sticks his bulbous nose into her butt. <laughs> oh Sorry, I should have given you guys a heads up. The bulbous, the bulbous nose is a callback to the tree talk. Oh, I didn't even realize that. You're right. Wow, you do you write books? I do. Yeah, I could tell. I could tell. I'm actually a New York Times bestseller. Okay. Don't heard about. It. I heard about. I mean, and I can tell because you really only deign to to talk about the most like you know lofty and and prized literature. I mean, clearly your award winning author here is your career is going so well. It is. It's going exactly how I want This is what go. you had in mind, right? When they're like, what's your childhood dream on TikTok? Like, this is what, this is what you thought. It was this. Being your time's best-selling author, reading COVID Clauses Coming to Town, and Model Land with my BFF. Um, so, like, the sex is, like, ridiculous. And honestly, like, what you said about it just, like, just not giving, like, right, like, just the right amount, I think... It, it comes down to the speed of it as well, yeah. right? Because like the whole point is this scene, and it's over in a flash. Like it just happens so quickly. Right. Like the most like the graphic thing that happened. Well, a lot of graphic things happened, but I think like the like the most significant things is the whole like being pulled up by her breasts. Like that's like what I remember most about this scene. He's like, let me. It's, it's time to show you what's really inside Santa's sack, which, as you can probably guess, is definitely semen. He thrusts into her, like he's trying to start a fire. Oh my god, this next Dr. graph is so funny. <laughs> Which, 
which I can't. It was so hot, which was ironic considering it was Christmas. Good use of irony, which is generally quite cold unless you're in Australia, which is usually rather hot. Hot like the sex she was having. <laughs> God damn it. What a great, just masterful. There was a, there was a, Someone give and yeah, award where's the today. Pulitzer? Um, there was a word that came up that I, I didn't understand. Norks. Do you know, like, have you ever heard that before? No, I haven't. But I just, I just it's a, another word for they boobs. were boobs. Yeah. <laughs> well, because they get knocked around like they were, um, hold on. The Norks slapping them around like they were a delicious joint of pre-roasted Christmas. Hit. Like, I don't know. It doesn't matter. I've never heard Norks before. Maybe that, Me maybe either. that's, we've deduced that um, MJ is uh, from the UK. So that might be like a British yeah. thing. Yeah. So they keep doing disgusting things. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> yeah. A lot more disgusting things come up. And then she has her orgasm. Yeah. It happens. She bursts. She bursts good. <laughs> All over. Not burst. Yeah. It may, that <laughs> makes it sound like her whole body exploded. I know. Right? Yeah, after, like, after everything, <laughs> truly. And I mean, you know, there's less talk in this one about... Um, I was noticing this. I wasn't noticing as it was happening, but now, you know, that now that the, now that um, she's burst, um, there's less talk about like getting COVID, social distancing, like the contagious factor. Like that was definitely a thing that kind of came up during kissing coronavirus. Here though, she just, they pounce immediately and there's no real yeah. concern about um, infection or anything like that. Yeah, she doesn't think about it at all. Which is scary because so. she just basically watched Santa get like eaten by a virus from the inside out. So, and she's not magical at all, right? So, like, we can only imagine what's about to happen to. Oh, do you think there's a sequel? Maybe. There co- I don't know. MJ. Hey, MJ. <laughs> MJ. 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 <laughs> I would like a. I would like a follow up of Mrs. Claus. Oh my God, that would work. That would work really well. Okay. Well. Yeah, we'll we'll ask her. On Twitter, <laughs> we'll see what okay? MJ has to say on Twitter. So. A COVID clause uses his hat Disgusting. as like... No, yeah, the hat gets used to clean up and then he throws it at her and says, something to remember me by. Disgusting. Disgusting. And she says, don't you worry, climbing down from the sofa. Where is this sofa? And how tall is it? She has to climb down from it. I guess she's like, she's crawling. Um, <laughs> she's, your honor, she's crawling. <laughs> and she, um, she looks up and... So, and he's, he's gone. gone. That's... But that was impossible. Girl, you just got <laughs> right. rammed by the coronavirus. Yeah. How is that impossible? He'd been here one moment, um, but now it was like he'd never been there at all. But he must have been. Her body, <laughs> that's not the word that's used, but her body echoed with pleasure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> her Pikachu. Her Pikachu. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. And now she's wondering if she had dreamt it yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So then she's cleaning up the room. She has a sad look on her face the whole time. Yeah. Like she'd been told she'd won the lottery only to have it taken away from her a few moments later. The lottery in this scenario being COVID Claus's dick. <laughs> yeah, that just to make sure that we actually don't lose sight of what's talking about. Still, whether it had been real or not, it had felt real. And that's what mattered. Most. That's really in the spirit, I think, of, of the holidays. Yeah. You know, it's believing, seeing is believing or believing is... See, whatever it is uh and that's what, like that's what she needs to like basically like get back to work as a zoologist, zoologist. stroke zebras or whatever she does all day so she says the animals still have to be cared for even if her pikachu hadn't yeah. been so she goes upstairs and she's like she's sad she's like she's trudging up the stairs yeah. um perhaps christmas miracles didn't happen after all she's thinking <laughs> 
then, as Dr. Mistletoe reached her bedroom and moped inside, she saw something resting delicately and soggily <laughs> on her pillow. What was it, Ryan? It was the hat. It was the hat that Cobra Claws used to, like, sop up the mess that they had created together. It's disgusting. Um, so then a smile burst onto her face. Yes. Just as her orgasm had burst out of her Oh, body. God! <laughs> and the last line is, maybe it had been real. Oh, Allah. Allah. Wow. Oh, my goodness. We are MJ! This is incredible. The line of the hat resting delicately and soggily on that. I was uh, like, oh, these adverbs. It literally made me sick. <laughs> yeah, I know. The real visceral stuff in this. We sort of, we censored a few things because just out of personal comfort. Like, I'm not someone who, I don't have a ton of shame talking about something like this, but even I'm like, I'm like hot. Not from a, not, not sexy hot. Like, I mean, I. Like, like embarrassed I mean, yeah, I'm hot? Like, like, I'm like, I'm like, like blushing? Flustered. Yeah, reading this. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm mostly just not saying the things because I am a middle grade author. Yeah. Just in case my kids find this. Like you shouldn't be listening to yeah, this. None but, of our readers should. Um, yeah. It is very like over the top. And the thing about it is like because these books are so super short, yeah. these books, right? These, these like, novellas, these, short yeah, stories, books. vignettes, whatever they are. You just gotta get to the point quickly and there is nothing but like the sex part to it and like it's as raunchy as she can make it I feel like. Right, right. And it's like that's the point, right? It's shock value it's funny, it's camp and uh, the raunch factor honestly and we say, I think we said this last time too, like if you're listening to this and you want like a fun holiday activity with your friends, like you're sitting around having like a group get together like it's festive but you want something to do like go get one of these and just like popcorn read it and like try to keep a straight face like, support this author, please. Yes. Like, take it from us. It is so funny to, to do it's this really with a friend. Funny. So, I, I fully, and you know, there's other ones too. They're like in the MJ Edwards, like, coronavirus universe too, which I don't know. Maybe we'll get to. Maybe we, maybe we won't. What I would like to request is MJ, if you're listening to this, I would like more, um, thematic like holiday themed things in this in this world yes. and maybe even if we want to know what happened to um holly mistletoe did she get Does sick she, yeah. is she okay yeah. big questions on my mind on everyone's mind. she get the did she get her colleague sick what about the zoo What's animals happening? yeah why are we talking well, about this this is weird because, we get here. What? why are we doing any why, of this what's not? going on why not um well thank you listeners yeah. for sticking with us for our uh, this holiday episode of bad author book club yeah. if you want to follow us on social media we're on twitter at bad author pod instagram at bad author book club and our website is bad author book club and then our anchor uh website is anchor.fm slash bad author book club Amazing. If you want to follow moi on social media, I'm on Insta, Twitter, and TikTok at the Ryan LaSala. And if you want to follow me, Clarabelle, I'm at Clarabelle underscore Ortega on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And my website is ClarabelleOrtega.com. Yes. How queen. I have a website too, guys. It's RyanLaSala.com. Okay. So. Yeah. Why don't you ever say your website? I don't know. I forget every time. I don't know. I have to update well, it. Everyone have a happy holiday, happy and safe holiday. And if COVID clause comes to your house... 
probably shouldn't bang Do him. not bang COVID club. <laughs> Absolutely don't. You were forbidden. No matter how big his cucumber cock is, don't do it. Please. We have a zoo to worry about, everybody. So think of the animals. Don't bang COVID claws. Stay hot, hot queens. We love you. Love you. Bye. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.